Ductile iron is one of the most commonly encountered substrates in the wastewater infrastructure. In spite of this, there are still many questions about this material as it relates to specifying the proper surface preparation and coating types for it. On today's episode of Coatings Decoded, we feature an interview with Danny Swally, Managing Director at Electrosteel USA. In this conversation, we discuss how ductile iron pipe is manufactured and where it is commonly used within the wastewater system. In addition to that, we also breached the topic of surface preparation and how the methods used on ductile iron pipe differ than those used on steel surfaces. Now that I've laid the groundwork for this talk, I think it's time to jump right into the conversation. Thank you for joining us today for the latest installment of Coatings Decoded. I'm Brian Cheshire, the Director of Sales for Water Wastewater here at Tanima Company, and I will be your host for today. On today's episode, we feature an interview with Danny Swally, Managing Director at Electrosteel USA. He's a long-term veteran of, of the ductile iron pipe industry, so we're very excited to have him join us today for this conversation. So with that, I'd like to welcome Danny to Coatings Decoded. Hey, Good Brian. Afternoon. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us today. Happy to be here. So, Danny, before we, before we begin, could you introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about your career path and how you got to the position where you are today? Uh, well, uh, like, like your intro said, uh, Danny Swally, uh, uh, Managing Director of Electrosil USA. Um, I've been in the ductile iron pipe industry now for uh, going on close to about 30 years. Uh, started uh, with uh, one of our competitors. Uh, but about 15 years ago, I was given the opportunity to join the Electrosteel team and uh, uh, jumped on it and have been working there ever since. Awesome. awesome. Well, um, I think it would be prudent before we begin our conversation today, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, about the iron pipe but, um, and give a backdrop there. But, but I think it's also important that you take a moment and, and tell us about Electrosteel USA, you know, especially for those listeners who may not know anything about your company. Okay. Um, well, Electrosteel USA is a wholly owned subsidiary of a company called Electrosteel Castings. Electrosteel Castings is a uh, publicly traded uh, company based out of Calcutta, India, that has uh, uh, regional offices around the world. Uh, I've managed the North American division, uh, but there are similar divisions to mine all throughout the world. We are, uh, depending on which metric you use, we're the second or third largest producer of ductile iron pipe in the world. Uh, we've been manufacturing pipes since uh, 1959 and um, uh, have been a, a, a global player for ductile iron pipe uh, really ever since that, uh, uh, since, since that time frame. Um, we launched Electrosteel USA back in 2008 with the goal of bringing the technology that Electrosteel had developed here into the U.S. marketplace and uh, have been promoting that ever since. Uh, again, I'm the, the managing director, so my job has been to bring the value proposition of Electrosteel to the U.S. market. Uh, we have facilities in Savannah, Georgia, and I just recently opened up another facility in Stockton, California. Uh, the Savannah, Georgia operation is where our home base is at and where we uh, really started the company. Stockton is one of our, the, is our newest location. Uh, it's designed to set up to uh, promote on the West Coast. Well, thank you for that. And, um, you know, like I was saying a minute ago, I mean, that there's uh, 
quite a bit of unfamiliarity, I think, in the industry with, with ductile iron and, and how it's made. Um, I mean, I've been in the coatings industry for a long time, and, and we commonly coat ductile iron pipe. And uh, th- there's a lot of people when that substrate comes up, you know, I don't know if they fully understand it. And so I know here in a little bit, we'll get into the surface prep of that and really how you coat it. But um, I think really before we can get there, we really need to talk about, you know, what is ductile iron and, and how is it manufactured? So, so could you take a few minutes and, and talk about the manufacturing process and really what that looks like with ductile iron pipe and even ductile iron fittings? Sure. Cast iron fittings? Sure. Um, well, I mean, ductile iron pipe is really a, um, it's a foundational material in the water uh, works industry. Uh, the It owes its history to, uh, to its, or its beginnings, I should say, to the cast iron pipe industry. And the cast iron pipe industry was basically a, uh, what we'd call a static cast product. You formed a mold, filled it up with cast iron, and um, uh, the result was a, hopefully a piece of pipe. And around 1950, um, uh, really two big developments occurred in the world, uh, the commercialization of ductile iron and the development of centrifugal casting. Centrifugal casting is the act of, of spinning a mold, injecting iron into the mold, and then using the centrifugal forces of the of the spinning mold for the uh, metal to expand outward and then instantaneously cool, forming a, a pipe. Uh, from there, we go through a series of annealing processes and finishing processes. But the core, um, uh, the, the core art, uh, uh, really is this idea of spinning molten iron around to make the pipe. Doing that with ductile allowed us to also get better metallurgical properties from the product. The the, the difference between ductile and cast is really what we're doing with the uh, carbon. It has the same carbon content, but with ductile pipe, you're actually able to, uh, with the injection of magnesium uh, just before the casting process, you actually capture the carbon molecules into not what's called nodular form, as opposed to the old cast iron, which allowed the carbon to remain in, uh, allowed them to link together. So if you look at it under a microscope, you'll see these long, in cast iron, you'll see these long uh, carbon chains. Those, those carbon chains are what's cause, what causes the uh, cast iron pipe to be very brittle. By using magnesium in the casting process, we capture the carbon, prevent it from linking together, and that causes the iron to become uh, uh, very ductile, very uh, you know, the opposite of, of brittle. And that, that was really the breakthrough technology that was developed in the 1950s and really what has made ductile iron pipe such a you know, dominant material these days. Well, Danny, thank you for that explanation. And I would say, I mean, just hearing that and talking about the manufacturing process, I mean, that really speaks to the resiliency of this material and, and really the long service life that you get out of ductile iron. And so um, with that said, uh, kind of the next question I had was, you know, you already touched on some of the applications, but, um, where would you say would be some of the places where uh, one would most likely find ductile iron pipe and fittings? Uh, you know, ductile iron pipe is used pretty much everywhere within the waterworks industry. Um, uh, it is really a, a, a unique product in its, its, uh, its strength and its usage, and it's just perfectly designed for the waterworks industry. It's got its roots in the waterworks industry, so it just kind of makes a lot of sense that, uh, that this is where it would have its, its best applications. Uh, really, for the conveyance of any water or sewer uh, is where the, the, the dominant applications for ductile iron pipe are. Um, you know, of course, in the in, in the world of conveying water and sewer, 
Uh, there's a lot of other competing materials out there, but ductile remains really the dominant kind of uh, standard bearer in the industry. And that's really attributable to its uh, mechanical strengths. You know, when people ask us, you know, why would I use ductile over, you know, plastic or something like that? Ductile pipe, uh, when properly con uh, controlled for corrosion, when properly when corrosion is accounted for, has effectively no known uh, failure mechanism to it, meaning that the pressures that we apply to it, the external load, internal pressures, the transient loads, all of those mechanical uh, uh, pressures that we apply to a, a, a pipe are significantly below any type of failure uh, threshold that it would have. So utilities can confidently put this product in the ground and expect not only 100, but 200, 300, 400 years of life out of these products, uh, out of ductile pipe, because there's just literally no known failure mechanism for it. It's just such a strong, durable material. Overlay that with its, um, uh, uh, it's got the largest ID of any material that's readily, uh, that, that's available for uh, sewer or water tra transfer. So when you look at pump calculations, ductile iron pipe is going to be the most environmentally friendly because we use the, le the least amount of energy to pump material through it. When you look at um, the congestion, uh, for example, the congestion that's in a, a typical trench these days, there's a lot of things going on in a trench uh, that we don't think about. We think, of course, about water, but you've got fiber optics, you've got drainage, you've got all these other things that are going on. And so the, the likelihood that that pipe may be damaged through, a, you know, a, a secondary digging, you know, after you put your water pipe in, you come back and do something else. Ductile can stand up to a lot of those kinds of things. It's a lot more durable of a material than your typical plastic. So when a, when a utility is considering what material to use and it's looking holistically at the entire lifespan of what that product has to, to give them, these are kind of the variables that they say, man, ductile on pipe is worth that additional investment. And that's a great lead in to the next question I had. So, so let's just say I'm, I'm a utility owner and I've got a lot of options on the table. You know, I'm looking at, at plastic PVC pipe. I'm looking at steel pipe. You know, I'm getting offered a lot of different things and I'm listening to different sales guys coming in. So could you take a minute really and, and, and tell me why as a, as a municipal you know, utility owner, uh, why should I consider ductile iron pipe over some of those other options out there? Yeah. I mean, again, I think what you're, you're going to uh, ask yourself, what is the failure mechanism that I'm trying to control around? And and that's when, when utilities have asked me that question, I, you know, I, I've fallen guilty to being that sales guy that, you know, of course, we're there to, to, to pitch our product and present it in the best light possible. But uh, I'm also an engineer, and 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 so I can kind of understand how these folks are trying to address this 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 question. And my response to them is, what mechanism is going to cause this product to fail? What what are you what are you trying to solve? Are you trying to solve, uh, uh, you know, the cumulative effect of a hundred years worth of transient load? You know, transient load is 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 a is a kind of a, a pounding effect that's going to happen over a pipe over a, a extended period of time. If you do that to a plastic material, it's going to fail. It's just a function of time. Mm -hmm. It's just, you, you've got to figure out what is that time frame and what are you comfortable with it. If you do that to ductile, it's not going to happen. Um, so there's so there's so many um, uh, ways to have to think about a, a system operating, but the, the answer to the question really is, tell me what the failure mechanism you're planning for, and let's see how this product is. Now, 
you know, I, I think we'll probably, you know, uh, probably talk about corrosion here in a little bit. Corrosion is is a failure mechanism. That's something that we as an industry have to really think about. We were really uh, proud of the fact that we launched zinc coatings in the United States uh, about 15 years ago because that really changed the narrative in the United States about how to protect ductile iron pipe from an external corrosion protect uh, system. So there's a lot of variables that go into uh, 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 why uh, somebody would want to choose ductile over other materials. But uh, again, if they focus from the, you know, what's going to cause it to fail narrative, you know, a lot of times they're going to come to the conclusion, man, ductile is the, it's going to give me the longest life and best uh, value. Yeah, definitely. Steel is a very complementary product. Obviously, if you think about the mechanical properties that ductile iron pipe has, steel uh, is going to mirror those very, very well. Uh, steel pipe, uh, particularly in larger diameters, is going to have a lot more um, uh, viability. With steel pipe, you're able to get your wall thicknesses much lower than what you're able to do with ductile iron. Ductile iron, the lowest wall thickness that we can realistically cast is a quarter inch thick. The reality is for the pressures that we're talking about, you really don't need that much thickness to, to handle the, the, the typical pressures that a system is going to be operating under. So when you start talking about larger diameter projects, you know, 48, 54, 72, it becomes impractical to use ductile and steel becomes a much more practical uh, option in that. It gets all the advantages of the mechanical properties that we speak of, but you don't have, uh, but you're able to get a much thinner wall thickness. The other advantages of steel uh, is that if you're dealing with a, 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 an installation where you can install long straight runs, uh, so you can open up a large trench area, uh, steel becomes much, becomes a, a more economically viable. But if you're dealing in, a, in an environment where uh, you're not able to expose large trenches, city streets, you know, uh, tight turns, I mean, areas where you don't have a lot of land to work, then Ductile becomes a lot more of a variable, but yeah, steel, steel is, you know, I, I kind of think of it as a kind of a sister product and it's, it's got a, definitely a lot of uh, strengths and advantages to it. You know, when you look in a lot of industry publications, you know, you, you, you'll see the century mark, you, mm -hmm. you'll see that iron pipe has been in service for, you know, hundred years or so. And that really speaks to the material itself. And I know, uh, Earlier today, me and Danny, you know, we, we were talking about uh, concerts we've been to. We're, we're, we're both music fans. And so, so I'd venture to say we, we've probably got some double iron pipe out there that's even older than Keith Richards, maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that bad, but <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> um, talking about uh, coatings, linings, uh, four dot iron pipes. So if you were to... Um, Let's just say you're ordering for, for not a not really a specific application. Let's say it's not a very um, aggressive environment. Uh, the typical coating system or lining that'll come with that iron pipe is typically an asphaltic silk coat on the outside, mm -hmm. and then on the in, inside of the pipe, you'll typically get cement mortar lining with an asphaltic silk coat. Right. Right. So so, but when we get into more corrosive environments, um, you know, when we get high H2S areas we're, we're talking lift stations we're talking force mains we're, we're talking wastewater transmission lines right that's when a lot of times your, your more heavy duty linings have to come into place um and, and with coatings and linings uh service prep becomes very paramount mm -hmm. and so I, I i can tell you uh if, if you were to talk to any any ductile person i would say you included 
Um, one way for me to probably get, get it hit pretty quick would be for me to suggest SSPC prep standards to you for your duck darn bite. So all right, I've right, made that mistake right. a few times. And, right. and so if I'm writing that specification, I, I definitely do not want to include that. I want to include the NAPF standards. So, and, and I believe you actually served on that, that board for I did. a while. I did. Um, yeah. So could you maybe talk about those, those prep standards and how those differ than steel prep standards? Well, um, yeah, no, it's, de- it's definitely a good question. And it's something that we get, uh, you know, quite a bit, uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we obviously want the product to, to, to serve and, and last. And so we, we know that whatever paint coating system that we apply to the product is only as good as the surface prep that we can get. If we can't get the surface prep consistent, uh, uh, the, 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 the top coat, the paint is just not going to do its job. So, um, I didn't directly serve on the creation of the NAPF standard, but I certainly served on the board and 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 have uh, helped promote it and, and encourage its its adaption. So um, the, the 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 big difference between steel and ductile, um, uh, uh, in this in this, along these lines, is that uh, ductile iron pipe has an annealing process that creates an annealing layer on the outside and inside of the pipe that has to be accounted for, and the the, the, the I'll say dirty little secret in the ductile iron pipe industry is that every foundry's annealing profile is going to be a little bit different, and it can vary between pipes, and it can vary between um, uh, uh, just the batches that you run of the, of the same diameter. So, what we as a manufacturer have to account for is a uh, uh, an inconsistent annealing layer that m- cannot be allowed to stay on the pipe, but at the same time, we cannot overblast the pipe without actually doing more damage to it than, than good. Whereas in steel, you will not necessarily have that issue. Ductile is a stratted product. It has layers to it. And if you overblast it, you can actually create more problems for yourself. So how do you define the proper amount of blasting when the item that you want off, the annealing layer, is inconsistent and there is a penalty for overblasting. So hopefully I'm I'm describing that right. So what NAPF tries to quantify really, or or really identify is that this idea of you can take off these external code, these layers and the importance of taking off that annealing layer. We feel very kind of, we at Electrosteel feel very um, um, adamant that the pipe manufacturer is the best person for removing that annealing layer. It can be done by other people and, and certainly uh, in concert with other uh, uh, with, with suppliers and so forth, it's, it's done all the time. But from our point of view, that that's a very close connection because of that annealing layer. Understanding the profile that has, that has been casted or created through the annealing process uh, is, is very important. So if I'm writing a specification and I write in, well, let's just say I don't know. Let's say I write in SSPC SP10 near white. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing a, a pretty big disservice there, though, because uh, that if I'm a contractor, if I'm blasting that, I'm, I'm going by the specification. Correct. And so I'm looking at SSPC SP10. I'm looking at that VIS standard. I'm trying to get this surface to a near white. Right. So you're basically you telling me I can never get, get there. You, you, you cannot get there. You cannot get there. Near white is a is a term of art for steel, you cannot get that with, uh, with ductile. You're going to get a, a, a darker gray type uh, uh, type look, maybe not darker, but a, a darker compared to the you know, pure white. Uh, you'll, you'll never get that. And as you continue to blast it, you're going to actually uh, strip out some of the, the, the uh, uh, 
that the outer surface areas it introduces potential for more corrosion. And I've pretty much if if I do that, I've more or less ruined the pipe per se, almost. I mean, I've taken away a lot of the inherent you know protective mm-hmm. properties of that pipe by removing some of that. Cor- I mean, correct, correct, correct. The 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 outer um, annealed layer uh, uh, actually contributes in some way to the corrosion protection of the pipe. So you 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 certainly on in some areas you want to keep it. Now we're talking about two different surfaces too. We got to talk about we're talking about external or we're talking about internal. But in either case, loose uh, uh, annealing layer is what you're trying to go for. The 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 annealing layer that is is loosely bound to the outside of the pipe or, or inside. That's what you're trying to get off. And that's something that just doesn't exist in uh, 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 steel pipe. So the standard actually uh, says, that, that, to back you up there, I mean, it, it says that the tightly adherent annealing oxide, right. mold coating, and rust staining may actually remain on the surface. Correct. And that's provided they can't be removed by lifting with a dull putty knife. Cor- correct. And so what we're after here is really, we're, we're trying to take off all the loose annealing oxide, the loose rust, the loose mold coating, and, and any other foreign matter. Correct. Okay. And then I guess on the, on the internal, um, when, when you look at it within the NAPF 500 standard, uh, when, when you get into 500-03-04, which is your abrasive blast cleaning for duct iron pipe, um, th- there are two designations there. So, so you do have external pipe surfaces, and then you also have internal pipe surfaces. And, and a lot of that is designed so that the there is a, a, a collaboration with the uh, with the paint manufacturer. Um, you know, we we are we are we are simple pipe. Makers. That's what we do. Uh, we rely on other vendors to create the paint systems that work. But there's a you know hand in glove relationship there. Uh, that surface prep profile. Uh, you know, the, the paint manufacturer needs to kind of tell us what do you want us to do? What what do we need to achieve? And so you've got a lot more open ended conversations about the internal surface prep than you do the external. Um, uh, so, and, and then, I mean, we can get even more complicated when we start talking about on the external side, we can start talking about metallizing zinc to the outside of it. That changes the profile of it. And that that creates a different template now that you're working with. So there's a lot to blasting a, a stratted product. What do I mean by that? Think about the centrifugal casting process. You don't end up with a completely homogeneous material. You end up with a stratted product. And so you got to be very careful as to what you're doing uh when you're trying to create the profile and for what purpose. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm a contractor, you know, obviously we, we, we've touched on how to handle duct iron pipe. Well, let's just say I've also got within my scope of work um, some some cast duct iron fittings. Mm-hmm. So talking about that NAPF standard, I know that there's a separate uh, mm-hmm. item for that, which is right. 500-0305, right. which is abrasive blast cleaning for fittings. Right. So could you kind of talk about that a minute and how that may, well, may differ a little bit there? Yes, it, it's 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 a lot different. It, it is a cast, is a static cast product. So the centrifugal process that we talked about before is is not used. It's a classic uh, uh, cope drag and core construction. So you you put a you know I mean obviously the processes get pretty complicated uh, or, or sophisticated I should say, but the, the the process itself is very simple. It's a sand core, fill it up with iron, let it cool off. Break the sand off, and you're end up you you end up with the fitting that you're looking for. So you don't have the annealing operation that's used. Uh, so you don't have the annealing surfaces being created. Mm-hmm. You don't have the um, uh, the centrifugal process that makes it a stratted product. Uh, 
you end up with just kind of a, a more homogeneous metal surface without an annealing layer. So your surface prep in that one is really more of a mechanical prep. Are you getting the anchor profile that you need for whatever secondary operation that you're looking for? And, and the way it's written too, it, it reads very similar to some of the SSPC standards with, in that it, it references percentage staining that's allowed. And so you've got mm -hmm. uh, blast clean level one, two, three, and four. Mm -hmm. and, and really the difference is, is the amount of, of staining that, that's, that's allowed. Yeah. And, and so exactly. once again, that, that goes back to the coating manufacturer and, and for, for our particular products, you know, which of those levels do, do we recommend? Correct. Correct. It, it was designed to give, it was designed to give um, clarity and, and a range of surface prep. Uh, conditions that you know, hopefully helped the specifying engineer understand and normalize what the manufacturer, the coating manufacturers were telling the the producers, the thinning and pipe producers. That's great. So before we move on, Danny, I, I, talking about uh, service prep, talking about coatings for, for double iron pipe and fittings, I, I wanted to throw out a, a PSA as, as a coating manufacturer. And we touched on a minute ago the the standard protocol for duct iron pipe is for asphaltic seal coat to, to be the, the exterior more or less finished coat of, of, of standard sticks of pipe that go out. I don't know how many times we get called people wanting to coat over that. Mm. So you cannot do it. Cannot, do, cannot it. do it. And, and I want to highly suggest if you've got, if you're a specifier and you've got a, a high performance coatings project and you know, it's going to be, let's say zinc epoxy urethane or epoxy, on the outside of your of your pipe, uh, make sure that it's specified that the pipe that comes to that job site be bare. Absolutely critical, and not only that it's bare, that it has never been coated with uh, uh, seal coat. Seal coat is oil. You you cannot find me a paint manufacturer who will, who will suggest put oil as a base coat down for their paint. Correct. I mean, it just it doesn't happen. Ductile pipe is a porous material. Uh, uh, there there it, it you that that that. Uh, that seal coat is going to get into the pores. You cannot blast it free. Um, you've really prevented any additional top coat to ever be applied to pipe when you apply that seal coat. So we strongly, strongly encourage uh, 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 utilities, specified engineers, users, do not accept product that has had seal coat on it if you intend to put a top coat on it. When we work with our fabricators, uh, we work. We send them a, uh, a bare pipe. We we especially bring in bare pipe that's never had any seal coat on it for that very reason. Definitely. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you, you backing us up on that because that is something that, that happens quite a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we wanted to talk for a minute about linings. You know, there's a lot of different lining options in the marketplace. I know your company in particular has had really good success with Series 431 Permachilla PL, uh, which, yeah. which obviously is a tenemic product. Um, this is our, our modified polyamine ceramic filled epoxy um, that we designed for the duct iron pipe market. Um, so, so given your successes, could you take a minute and really talk about you know, really some of the reasons why you, you decided to go with 431 and some of the reasons mm -hmm. that you continue to push it in the marketplace? Well, we... we Internationally, Electrosteel enjoys a very um, uh, uh, good reputation for being a thought leader, being a, on the front edge of technology. When we set up here in the States, uh, again, 15 years ago, we we saw an opportunity to really bring better technology to the U.S. market. And there were 
some competing sewer linings around the world that we we entertain. But we, uh, you know, very early on in the process, we sat down with Tanemic and said, guys, you know, here, here's the state of art in the United States as it, as it stands. Here's some things that ha- uh, have been happening in Europe and in other places. What what do you guys got? Is there something that you guys uh, uh, would like to you know kind of chip in on this conversation? And uh, they came back. You guys got, came back with this 431 product, and we we put it in front of our engineers, put it in our testing labs, and we're just absolutely blown away. It was it was far wide a, an easier product for uh, for uh, for application. It was a better product from a performance standpoint. It just checked off all the boxes for us. So. Um, it was not a, a difficult decision for us to, to, to jump over and start using 431. And we're really excited about promoting it and inter- introducing it to the uh, waterworks, uh, the U.S. waterworks market. Uh, we really feel like it's a step forward um, in technology and, um, um, you know, happy to be a part of it. Well, thank you. And we, we appreciate the support with it. And, you know, talking about testing and you know, we've put it through some of the, the worst of the worst testing, you know. Uh, if you're not familiar with G210, uh, which is the the SWOT test is what we call it, but it's a, it's a severe wastewater analysis test. And so that this, this basically pushes a coating through uh, some of the toughest conditions, but the conditions that it, it is put through uh, were designed basically to, to help simulate what you see in a sewer environment. And so 431 passes with flying colors there. Um, speaks testaments to you know to the places that it, the services that it's put into, and, and I feel like you know, from talking to you, it sounds like that um, everywhere you guys put it is definitely performed and is definitely you know, backed up everything that we said about it. Well, and and, and you know, I've always enjoyed uh, you know working with your sales reps and, and learning the technical side of it. But you know, to be candid with you, what a, a lot of us just see are some of the more simple uh, uh, attributes of it. The fact that it's green means it shows up great in a video uh, application. Everybody's putting video cameras in their pipes these days to see, you know, the conditions for condition assessment and so forth. And that green just pops great. It is a true uh, holiday-free lining. That is a fantastic attribute for what we're trying to prevent with the hydrogen mm-hmm. sulfide gases. Um, and then the fact that you can pressure wash this uh, 431 with professional-grade equipment, that is a huge leap forward for uh, utilities that are under new regulations to, to keep uh, their systems maintained and, 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 and flowing smoothly. So I love the technical stuff. I do. Uh, the SWOT yeah. test, I, I've been just completely blown away with you know how much uh, 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 that has helped utilities uh, quantify the service environment, the service envelope they're servicing. But man, some of the simplest stuff, just being green is, is huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely so. Well, well, thank you for that. And um, I guess we're, we're about out of time today, but but I'd say um, I, I kind of pitch it to you now and, and ask you if you have really any closing thoughts or is there anything that you like to leave with the listeners as, as it relates to duct iron pipe? Well, I mean, I think uh, I mean I think all of us. You know, I've been in the industry now thirty years, and and it's exciting to see this next cycle of growth that the industry is preparing for. Um, you know, when I came in the industry, we were kind of at the tail end of of the first round of product being installed. Now what we're all gearing up for is for uh, uh, the, the next generation of pipe. And, um, you know, it's collaborations like this that I think are what's gonna make the system that we build next even better than the one that we inherited. Uh, I mentioned earlier to you about how much appreciation we have for Tenemic investing in the science to make 
our products last longer. We're pipe manufacturers. We're not paint, paint people. Uh, but by giving us the, uh, the, this type of technology and by investing in the R&D necessary to create these products and these tests and these confirmation uh, uh, procedures, it's really, really appreciated. And, and I just appreciate what you guys do. It, it means a lot. It helps us uh, uh, put a better ultimate product in front of our customers. And we sure appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And thank you so much for your time today. And, and my hope is, is that the listeners will walk away today really with a greater understanding of, of Dr. Iron Pipe. And then when you see Dr. Iron Pipe, uh, that you'll understand really what what makes you know what makes the product what it is and, and really how you how you prepare that to be coated. Um, it is different than steel. And so looking at that as, as a steel product and trying to use those SSPC standards, not gonna work there. And, and so really knowing what, you, what you're working with and really understanding the product is very important, um, both as a contractor, owner, and even, even a specifier. And so, um, Danny, once again, we thank you for coming on, and, and we hope to have you again sometime in the future. Back love, on Coding Secoded. We'd love to join you anytime. Thank you. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this interview today. While we as professionals working in the water wastewater industry encounter ductile iron very often, it's always good to remember the nuances of this resilient material and how to properly prepare and protect it so that it can achieve the optimum service life. Tenemic Series 431 can help to ensure the long-term protection inside and outside of ductile iron pipe and fittings. For more information on this product and much more, we ask that you visit www.tenemic.com. We hope that you also join us again for the next episode of Coatings Decoded.